0: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicki and Bron. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast is all about how you can learn
1: to live well, be healthy, have gorgeous skin inside and out, and
0: really thrive as you get older. By sharing our knowledge through real-life experiences in our holistic beauty practices using natural therapies, as well as high-tech science know-how, we will impart behind-the-scenes how-to's on how you get the most out of your day to live with vitality. Hello. Hi, Vicky. How are you going? Good.
1: Good. We're going to talk about self-care moving forward in 2022 and beyond today. Um, And we were just having a chat about um, self-care probably hasn't really changed, but it's just a matter of making sure you're actually doing it. So now we know after the last two years worldwide that the importance of self-care has been
0: amplified if you like so um oh absolutely yeah and i think it's pretty um relative today that we're talking about it because it's actually international women's day correct so happy international women's day everyone out there yes how are you celebrating you i went shopping this morning (laughs) oh nice (laughs) and i've got my granddaughter that's how i'm celebrating oh nice well one day very soon she'll be old enough to go shopping with you
1: i know won't be long (laughs) won't be long indeed
0: yeah so uh where should we start well i was
1: just thinking i've just been at a massive big festival for women it's called get a grip of the grind and it's for women in upper management type thing. How we, you know, how we always get into that whole Groundhog Day thing, you know, you just keep doing the do and you don't take time yeah. out for yourself. And so, what some of the philosophies that we were talking at the festival really applies today because it's about, they call it putting your oxygen mask on first <laughs> so that you have the yeah. energy and the empathy to deal with staff and. Um, issues at work so it was all work related but it's the same thing for whatever you're doing in whatever phase of life yeah yeah
0: yeah all too true I mean um I was thinking the other day that it's pretty cool that this day and age that they have so much more uh self care for young mothers and stuff and we didn't have that going through and I just thought you know I really feel Not that I hold a grudge, but it's kind of like I had no help at all. Like Mm. my mother had passed away. I had my dad. um, What, my husband? No. And I was really struggling, not mentally but physically. Like Mm. I had a really sore back all the time and when my baby latched on, my back would go into spasm, you know, and I had a toddler. And – you know, they were talking about the importance of having help for women and mm. how we shouldn't have to do it all. Whereas as women, we kind of always try. You know, and I was running the business as well. And um, any wonder things were so, you know, really hard. Yeah. It's kind of looking back now, people go look at you know look after your child baby days because they're going to go so fast yeah but yeah i found it was almost like you're too busy to enjoy it Mm, yeah
1: and i think that um in today now moving forward we can um integrate a lot more self-care for young mums or older mums um because it's become more normal and i'm doing that in inverted commas or it's more accepted yeah. kind of thing. So I, I find um, there's two things that really impact why women don't do self-care. One is time, and we could talk about that, and the other one is guilt, which is really big. <laughs> do you find?
0: Yeah. Yeah, or, or there might be the, the, the monetary aspect, but it doesn't mm. take any money, does it, to go and have a bath. So, yeah, yep. absolutely
1: and self-care do you so there's lots of different forms of self-care so that point about money is really key because it doesn't have to be like i would use self-care to go have a massage go get my nails done go get a facial that's now but but when i was younger i would have just painted my own toenails read a book oh exactly Go for a walk exactly
0: yeah do my own mask and going back into the children, but doesn't have to mean that you're too busy not to. Because I used to involve the kids, mm. and you know, paint their nails and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, it was funny. It was funny because my my son would would hate. I could never give him facial stuff. He'd be like even then cringing. Whereas my daughter would sit there and just love it. Oh, um, okay. But I get, I guess I was meaning like um, I didn't realize how much pain I was in
1: mm. with my
0: back and how it was affecting me until I look back now. Yeah. And um, things like, you know, pelvic floors, which I think is part kind of integrating that into our self-care. Yeah. And things that now that they kind of ask women and that we we should ask women and we should have always asked women, that, you know, like I was thinking about that. Like I think there was a statistic the other day that something like one in four women have pelvic floor weakness after Mm. childbirth and it should be it should never happen the next question should be how are we going to strengthen up your pelvic floor but it never comes into it and you're left on your own and as I say I think if I personally had that kind of help I wouldn't have had those back issues yeah because you know if you strengthen up your pelvic floor your back doesn't take all the um you know all the BL of the load yeah, because um, your whole your whole pelvis changes. So that I I bring into self care, and that's what I would um kind of pass on to women now. And sometimes these kind of issues don't come up until post menopause. Yes,
1: yeah, and you know that thing about the physical side. I think self care needs to um, more so now. It's it's um. You know, people are aware of it, I guess, is looking after self-care in the three different or four different phases. So the physical, like what you're talking about. So physically looking after yourself, so your body's supported, but then also the mental and the emotional, and then you can get spiritual self-care. So like tonight, I'm off for a Reiki session because... I just feel like, you know, I
0: just need to... You're out of balance.
1: Yeah, I'm not really out of balance, but I've been really busy and I want to get centred and grounded because that's my thing. I can go sort of off into my head. So we need to do self-care around all those aspects to feel complete and whole and integrated within ourselves, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and and absolutely, because when I'm talking about the physical, that doesn't necessarily happen in the physical because I think we've talked about this once before like when um I was in a lot of stress I actually like when my dad got uh terminal I actually put my back out mm. physically you know from the stress yeah. I was just holding my body in a way that all that stress was going into my back and so that's what I tend to do and, and when you have back pain it, it um holistically they tell you that you you feel unsupported mm. And that really does sum it up through yeah. my life when I've you know go through that. So that covers the emotional, and, and we've also talked about it um, when we we're doing these podcasts during lockdown. That um, I had anxiety for the first time and didn't even know what it was. You know, like you can read all the books and be um, really educated on it, but it's not until you it happens to yourself when you're normally so grounded so on to things, and all of a sudden my heart was beating flat out and I didn't know what was going on, Mm. and my mind was just off the planet. Yeah. And so I think with this whole lockdown thing, a lot of people are a lot more aware of what they need to do for themselves mentally as well.
1: Yeah. So it's allowing – so it's two things then. So it's recognizing what you need, and that can look different on any – you know, week, day, month. So it can change and it's okay for it to change. But just identifying that you need, say like if you've got your sore back, the you know, like a physical touch of a massage is going to ease it physically, but it also allows you that time (laughs) to then go, oh, okay, I feel like I'm not supported because that's that Chinese medicine. (laughs) And then you can go, what do I need
0: for support? (laughs) Sorry, I was giggling there because I thought you were going to say the physical touch of a male. <laughs> Did you physical touch of a ma as such Massage.
1: <laughs> Releasing like, oh, those happy you? hormones. You can get yeah, your massage exactly. from a man if you want.
0: <laughs> exactly. And in saying that, you know, like we're not, even though I was kind of thinking you're going there, we're not necessarily talking about a sexual thing. But no. um, sometimes just the energy that... Uh, a male gives off is a lot more grounding than a female. I find. Yeah. Do you find that if you go for a physical treatment?
1: Yeah, and so so that's also a good point is that we're when we're out of balance, it's recognizing do we feel scattered? So sometimes that's that female energy mm. out of balance, or do we feel like we're in the grind? <laughs> that's more male energy. Mm. So mm. Um, so then do you need to hang out with your girlfriends, or do you need to you know do a couples? Um, catch up and then you know you're talking to the guys a bit more and that can be very grounding so it's identifying what you need
0: yeah yeah really interesting isn't it mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of I'm I'm doing more nutritional study at the moment and and we've been doing a lot of online stuff and as I was saying to you know my peers there you kind of a lot of people your clients don't know what they need or they don't know what they don't know yeah yeah So, because at the moment we're doing like nutritional coaching and it's asking all these open-ended questions. And I find it hard to, I'm starting to learn to sit back and let them tell you what they need. Because already my head's going blah, 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 blah. And But the whole idea with coaching is you've got to let them talk. So it's kind of almost like a a self-talk therapy that they come up with their own. Discovery, yeah, and they um, because you don't want to put ideas into the head. So I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know about this coaching. I think I'll just keep pushing through and see how we go. But it's hard, um, I think,
1: when you know the answers, because so there's some things that are just you know fact, like nutrition and nutrients and how the physiology of the body works for from a supportive yep. way works. One way pretty much and you know that, that's just what happens. Whereas sometimes, you know, for example, nutrition is not is not always about the food and the nutrients going in. It's like why are we eating? What are we hungry for? <laughs> Patterns, yeah. habits, what are we doing unconsciously? And also
0: also how their body assimilates it. Yeah. Um, what yeah, else like, like a lot pattern, of people yeah. that they'll, they'll say, I'm eating really healthy, but it's going right through them. Um, you know there it might be it might be a mental thing that they've got a lot of anxiety so it's kind of like their adrenal glands are on fire and they're just burning through that fuel so they're not really getting the nutrients anyway no um,
1: so then talked you need about to address-
0: how yeah exactly and we've talked about how I I feel I'm kind of in tune with my body I'm, I'm probably really sensitive so I'll get these full-on signs um, when I am out of balance. But sometimes it's not kind of how you think it's going to be. Um, mm. kind of surprises you, doesn't it? Like, um, yeah, it's just interesting.
1: I think it's interesting, and this is where the self-care comes in. The more self-care you do and as a routine, so it becomes like a daily ritual or a daily habit or a weekly habit, the more you get to know your body from it inside you know, not just physically how it feels, but just how you feel on the inside, then you can start tapping into, oh, I know what feels right for me. Because that's the part that women sometimes have been going through life so fast, getting things done, ticked off, you know, la, 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 la. That Mm. there's no time to stop. Um, Smell the roses. My mum used to say, stop and smell the roses. Uh, But she's so right.
0: (laughs) Oh, exactly, and, and it's quite a, a good analogy to have been a aromatherapist, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I love it. Slow down. And uh, I've kind of written about this before, that um, that whole act, you know, like now they say, oh, the tree huggers, and they go and hug trees. You know, just that act is it's getting into amongst nature and you're grounding yourself, and, the, and trees are just so... Oh, Majestic. they know so much nature gives you so much and you mm-hmm. don't realize like if you if your mind's not in sync with it and you're going you're going you're like oh whatever, and you're angry you're not going to get that benefit but I kind of um talked the other day about how just the fact that I lost my mum so young and I just remember with her roses in her garden all the time and just how they made me feel and mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of the reasons why I got into aromatherapy apart from the fact I got in it to um wean myself and her off our inhalers but um mm. before i was qualified she that's when she had her fatal asthma attack but it's just um little things like that is my happy place yeah and then all these years later my dad ended up i used to call him sam mccready because he used to don't know if you know what yes. Sam mccready is but he <laughs> yeah was i do rose expert <laughs> in new zealand yeah and he used to um grow dozens and dozens of roses and quite bizarre and um I've taken a few clippings I think they've died unfortunately but though the the real old-fashioned roses and I'm trying to grow them in pots and it's just something like that and um getting your hands in the dirt even helps
1: yes yes and that's the whole um that's the whole interaction between self-care can be like So I would call. So if you are an active person, sometimes you need to actively relax, which might be pottering in the garden, or sweeping the path, or you know, you know, mucking around in home. You know,
0: sweeping the path might be going a bit much. I don't know if I'd call that self-care. I quite,
1: I find it quite relaxing. Like there's like there's leaves everywhere at the moment at our house. So I just kind of start sweeping because I have, you know, I like it to look nice and then, but it's quite therapeutic yeah. and you can kind of get into that breath work st- side of things where yeah. you're reducing cortisol. So your stress levels are coming down and you're sleeping. That is actually, and, and you're outside obviously. So you're getting all those chemicals oh. and oxygen. So when you're back to the tree, yeah. hugging. <laughs> The tree hugging, even if you're not slowing down to enjoy it, there are still some benefits with um, <laughs> hugging a tree because you get that whole oxygen, carbon monoxide. I was going to
0: say, yeah. And again, you know, even though I'm being a little bit smart-ass, um, sweeping the leaves is great. Uh, I um, wanted to grow a green wall outside. It's kind of where I'm talking from now. I look down onto a patio and... Um, the green wall has taken off so much it's out of control and i got out there the other day with um a hedge trimmer and um that's what i I think i spoke to you the next day and i had really sore wrists and i couldn't work out why i was holding this hedge trimmer and um and then the next day i wanted to blast the deck with my water blaster because i do all that because i'm you know a single woman i have to do all these stuff now yep and um I loved it, but then my flimmin' water blaster stopped and I was so annoyed because I could only do half the job. Mm. But it was just not only, I don't know, it is really grounding, isn't it? Just doing it. I can see why men love it so much Mm. because it's, um,
1: yeah, you get get into that whole mindlessness side of things, you know, like when you're not really thinking about anything, you're just doing it and just kind of no thoughts like I do that when I wash yeah. the car I love washing my car so I wash it and I wash it inside and then I vacuum and I just do all the fluffy fluffy make it beautiful because I liked it mm. I like it so same yeah same same so while that's not typically a self-care thing <laughs> vacuuming out yeah. your gut, but kind of you can put the music on so for me also I relate it back to my job as a as a child i'm gonna say child but like teenager well i was 10 or 9 or whatever it was i used to help dad wash all the cars so to me that is my connection like i always think of my dad mm. when i'm washing cars because it's like yeah. oh we used it's to amazing. have the music blaring and so it's mm. kind of like a happy place for me so i yeah. do kind of link it and it's just
0: and, it, and because it's making you feel good later and satisfied it releases those good endorphins. correct and um yeah, I, it's kind of like we th- we say we're more intuitive beings, but I think males need to do that kind of stuff outdoors mm. to ground themselves. Yeah. But you always see a man, and I used to get really annoyed because it'd be like, "Well, I want to be out there. Why don't you come and look at the kids, look after the kids?" Because the woman quite often is trapped indoors. Like that yeah. that word "trapped" sounds awful, but especially if you're home full time with the children. Yeah. Um. I, and then I felt guilty for having those feelings that mm. I just felt trapped. So it is interesting. But um yeah, I mean, obviously that's what I got why I got rid of the husband. I didn't didn't have that support. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it's kind of like I knew then. I knew back then, but I I didn't know. I just kind of thought it was what's wrong with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why I, why aren't I satisfied? But now I kind of because I have to do everything. I'm so good at looking after
1: myself. Mm. Because you have to Um, do the inside jobs and the outside jobs so you know which ones make you feel good kind of thing. And you can use some for self-care. So that's a really good topic that you brought up there is about boundaries. So like you're trapped inside kind of thing. So... I love being outside and I would actually do all the outside jobs. And again, my job as a child, because I was the oldest, I used to obviously get handed off to my dad. So I did mow the lawns, raked the garden, did the wash the cars. And my sister, who was younger, obviously must have hung out with mum, did the wash, the laundry and the cleaning and the vacuuming. I mean, I hate that stuff. Dusting. Yeah, I'd... I love mowing the lawns. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think a little bit of as upbringing kind of thing or lifestyle type thing as you come up, but boundaries around how you want to sit. So, sit down and think: How do I want to have my life? You know, play out. So, kind of yeah. be a bit more strategic about it. So, like, what things do I like to do, and the things that you don't like either if you've got a partner or a husband or whatever just go let's have a conversation about what do you like and let's negotiate and take either take turns or you get a house cleaner and do all this house cleaning stuff and then you can
0: Exactly. You exactly know. and then you can spend more time together. Yeah. And that, that is what is important as um you know a couple that you should do things together. Yeah. Yeah. And have these times and I I do find um I feel like I'm a bit of a marriage counsellor a lot of the time. That That is what's missing with a lot of people that, mm. um, you know, they don't do enough together. The yeah. mother's left with looking after the child. And then the husband, I think, cause, like we are saying, men are so good at knowing, oh, my God, I don't want to go on the end of that me, so I'll just go up the road and have a drink. <laughs> um, they don't ask the wife, is, is she having a good day? Does she want to join um, him? And so the you know the, the wife quite often is felt or the mother is quite often felt trapped because mm. she can't get away because she's got the kids. So the thing it is really important that um you know couples do talk a lot more about it. So I think that's yeah. a big thing of self-care, isn't it? Is yeah is developing your boundaries and, and I think and sometimes we're so busy we yeah and sometimes we're so busy we just get on and do it, because I yeah. did. Yeah. And I just didn't have that time for myself, you know. Mm. Um, I remember
1: so. I remember being in my, uh, so my my must have been early 40s, like 41, 42. So the kids were at school. They're only, I think Abby was only like six or seven. And uh, my business was like so busy. I was like, oh, my, I was so tired all the time. And I went to a, um, so I used to see a mentor and stuff, a business coach. And she's like, you need to do some meditation. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have time for that. Are you serious?
0: Oh, for goodness sake. sake.
1: So, but she said, If you want to survive, otherwise you're going to have a heart attack because you're going at such a fast pace. So it became like, when she said that, I was like, oh, hang on. (laughs) I'm, you know, teaching everyone else about self-care, but obviously this is how she sees me. So who else sees me like that? Because I'm running around doing everything. So, and that's because, you know, my husband was traveling and the kids were young and then there was after school care and sport and, I was working late nights, you know. So this is the story that many women are are the same. So I started off with two minutes. I'd sit, I'd wait till they went to school. Then I'd block off time at work. So the first, you know, 20 minutes, and then I'd have two minutes to myself. And then I'd get up and race around. (laughs) don't know how counterintuitive it was, but then eventually I grew and grew and then I would get up earlier and do it. So sometimes making a commitment to yourself to do some kind of morning ritual or routine Mm -hmm. so that you have got time. So then I used to get up earlier before they woke, before school, obviously, so, you know, might get out of bed. But that became really nice because it was like it was dark and the house was quiet and it was before the chaos started of making lunches and
0: getting, you know, Mm -hmm. all that
1: stuff that happens.
0: Yeah, I used to find... I used to find the same that if I, even if I'd been up since 3 o'clock, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, if I got up at 7 and they weren't awake, that was a good night. But, I mean, they did always sleep very well, um, usually 12 hours from 7 to 7. I was very lucky. Um, I find if I got up early, even if I was really tired and I had that time to myself, it would make all the difference rather yeah. than staying in bed. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, as you say, you kind of almost, you feel like you can do so much more in the day. Mm. And um, when, they, when they got older to wake up, uh, sorry, to sit up in their, in their cots, I used to leave little books at the um, base of their bed because they, they only ever woke up, um, you know, during the night, whether they were teething or hungry or nappy was full or, or something was wrong. And so if they wake before 7 a.m., I would go in and say, too early. <laughs> and they'll look at me like, What? Okay, too early, mummy, mummy's tired, and I'd leave books at the end of their bed. And I got to the stage where they would just um, I wouldn't go in if it was before seven a.m. And they would just I'd go in and they'd be sitting there for an hour, you know, looking at the picture box and, and so oh, right. And it worked with it worked with both of them. I think you've got to teach children how to behave. Yeah, and reassure them that they're they're safe and they're fine to be on their own. Mummy or daddy doesn't have to come running in every time, mm. you know. You wake up.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, so you can actually have to. I think um, you know, all mums out there should. You know, you said a um, what's the saying? A ball for your bat. A, bat for oh, your a rod Something for your like back. A rod. Oh, is it a rod for your back? <laughs> I don't think it sounded quite quite <laughs> right. But you know, like if you put in the hard work at the beginning, it's so much more rewarding you know and I think it's that whole part of teaching your children to be safe and secure um and confidence right from a right, right from a young age that you know they yeah. don't have to kind of grab they're on so mum's needy. leg or whatever yeah they're not mm. so
1: needy and that will then carry on throughout their life rather than always using it as a default pattern to go oh, I'll wait for
0: mummy or daddy to save me <laughs> so to speak exactly and and that that way you know i could get into i could get in more of my self care for me
1: yeah
0: and felt felt like i was um a bit that's more sane and the same thing like if i didn't have a good night's sleep it'd be like oh i was just felt like a zombie and hopeless so if i had a good sleep i could face anything yeah and that, that's half the problem i think is is um having children but also going through menopause which mm. it's not just Not just menopause, but it's you know if you're having a um, disruptive sleep, yeah, it's very hard to face the day, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of women sort of coming into menopause, and this does happen post menopause as well. But that time before can be really you know like they've got hot sweats or having hot flushes or restless or overactive mind, can't get to sleep. You know, you're tired, but you can't get to sleep. So all of those things impact how you are in the morning, obviously. So getting into some really good bedtime patterns or habits or rituals. Um, So one of the things which is self-care that I teach a lot of my clients is like things that you do on a normal day-to-day basis, make it a ritual. So you kind of like make it a self-care practice, So, for example, when you're brushing your teeth, you always brush your teeth before you go to bed kind of thing, most people, hopefully. Um, So then when you take your makeup off, you don't have to be awake. You know, like you can kind of like have your eyes closed if you're really tired. (laughs) And then use those, you know, the cleansing, the toning, the washing off, the smells of your skincare as a self-care practice so that you're getting the release of the happy hormones so that you yeah. sleep better. And so then also too, you've got a little bit, a little part of you is thinking, oh, that's nice that day's over, I'm going to sleep well. So it's a little bit of self-love kind of thing for yourself. Oh, I totally
0: agree. I mean, that was part of why I created my range, you know, talking about mum and um, that whole memory of plants and the smells. And my... Um, my skincare is called um Mm. sensorial plant therapy so it's not just the beautiful aromatherapy smells it's also the textures and um the feel of it on your skin and how it makes you feel it's the whole Mm. kind of taking aromatherapy and and botanical skin nutrition to the next level yeah and it's so it's it's creating a ritual it's so important and it's um we, we talked about this before that um, I just crave it. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's like, oh, I feel like I've ripped myself off if I, if I don't cleanse my face, you know, giving myself a bit of that self-love at night time. And I just love it being that kind of mm-hmm. whole sensual person that just loves beautiful textures and smells.
1: I think because you're using your five senses, it's very grounding but still inner-nurturing and it's something that you are going to do anyway, most of us. So, um, and it's a good thing to do from an anti-aging perspective. Uh, Plus it promotes sleep. So there's like so many benefits to just doing it, you know, make it part of your self-care ritual Um, and you've ticked that box kind of, you've looked after yourself on that daily basis which has had a knock-on effect to sleep, positivity, and you know that self-nurturing. So, then- plus it's also like
0: giving your giving your body respect, giving yourself respect. You know, um, respecting your skin. You know, even yeah. that kind of whole aspect. And it's it's like what you do to your child if they don't sleep, you go and comfort them.
1: Mm. And it's
0: it's your self-care is your natural self-care of you know just that ritual of rubbing in your cleanser yeah. it's kind of uh, going over all your nerve ends in your face which is what we would naturally i would naturally and you probably did it too was kind of um massage my child's forehead and around the eyes and that s- straight away sets them up for sleep mm. so it's doing the same thing to yourself actually
1: that's a very good point Natal, tell uh actually i get it get quite a few teenagers in at my clinic. And if they're not, if they're, normally if they're anxious and they have acne, there's a big link. But if they place their hand over their forehead, so ch- some of the Chinese reflexology is that that triggers the release of serotonin. And uh, therefore you get a lot of the endorphins coming through and you can sleep better or it calms down the nervous system. So you go into your parasympathetic. So it's a lot more calming. You breathe deeper. It's good for gut health, um, you know, releasing healthy hormones, that type of thing. So that's a really good thing yeah. to do, not just for your kids. Interesting when because you're not feeling well.
0: how, yeah, how women are um, naturally intuitive like that, mm. just that whole touch. Yeah. And it's been proven that if you, you know, getting on the subject of touch and massage, if you actually have, are touched, it stimulates immunity.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's something like um, 30%. Is that? Oh, I can't think I of think that. I
1: think it's actually higher. I thought it was more like 60 yeah. or something percent. Um, be, yeah. You can search it. Actually, there's some really good research for obviously newborn babies or babies born prematurely. So the ones that have to be in NICU or the incubators, if the parents touch them in the first I think it's 48 hours that they have a higher, it actually stimulates your human growth hormone, which is part of how we develop. And so it um, works on the immune system and growth factors and a whole lot of other things. So you can research that uh, as opposed to the ones that don't get that touch in that first, you know, two days get, have a much slower growth rate and a more, immune compromise later on in life and so there's a whole lot of studies on that and I think it is actually
0: quite high yeah and yeah so it all comes back to that self-care yeah and if you haven't um been loved by a parent as a baby kind of thing mm. as well it kind mm. of comes out in an adult life isn't it it's, it's, yeah for well, the world this trauma that's either manifesting on a physical or emotional level
1: yeah so what are your some of your, um, so if people are listening, what do you suggest for self-care kind of practices? Apart from obviously we do, you know, some rituals on a day-to-day basis, but what are some things that you do to relax, if you like?
0: Well, we talked about getting involved in nature, mm. um, just kind of going for a walk in the park, which I, I don't really class as my exercise, even though yeah. that is obviously exercise. It's not part of my, what I, we well, I. You know, my my regime as a or routine, mm. um, just by surrounding yourself. My office looks out to these palm trees, and we've got our native pigeons. It's quite fascinating, and and they're all hundreds of them got nests up in these pine um, palm trees, and then they come and they la- they land on the roof next door, and where the heat obviously is, and it's kind of level with my eyes. And um, just watching them is just very calming. Yeah. And um, they're the huge pigeons. I don't know if you have them in Aussie, but they're the kind of um, how big would you call that? Um, gosh, they're about at least a foot and a half. Oh wow! And when you hear them fly over. You hear their their wings. It's um. So nature really yeah. does set us up for, uh, you know, to release those and. Endorphins. Summer, mm. I love to float in the ocean. Yeah, nice. And it's, you know, the, the salts obviously have a healing effect as well. But it's kind of how they it cradles your body mm. and just, um, you know, I'm this little floating mermaid.
1: So you feel supported. It goes back to that whole nurture yeah. thing, doesn't it? You feel supported. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And it, it might also be. Um, the fact that I kind of feel like I'm all alone in a lot of aspects because I've lost both my parents. Mm. Um, Saying that, though, I've got two beautiful children. My daughter popped over when I I was out today and she left me this beautiful note. So that kind of thing um, is just lovely, isn't it, that interaction with our loved ones. Yes. Um, Plus, obviously, you know, I do my regular exercise, i my nutrition's really good um my water intake's very good the only thing where i've been getting out of balance if i've had stress that i can't um control like you know i've had a lot of stuff over the last four years you know with um people getting sick around me Mm. as i'm terminal so that's it's interesting isn't it how that came back into my weak spot, which is obviously my back. Mm, Interesting. Um, Yeah, but I think with the whole perimenopause kind of aspect, you do get out of sync a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So I've had to to be more aware. Mm. And it's interesting just having a chat with you, who's very aware of the same kind of thing, as you would point out things to me that I'd point out to clients, but we're not always self-aware when we're in that in the space. moment, yeah, because we're we're trying to um, handle what's going on. So even just talking to a girlfriend's lovely.
1: I think is, that's really key is to have a support network around you of positive girlfriends that you yeah. know can point things out kindly. Um, and get you on track because they get to know what balances you and it might not be the same for that. you know, might not be physically the same things that they do for themselves. Um, and also I think what you said about um, when you're out of balance, you get out of balance quicker, that perimenopausal time, but also you can change what you do. And so obviously the more we change and a um more adaptable with our change of what we do for self-care, the more we can build our um, stress muscles, if you like. So the stress in our body becomes, uh, we get a bigger bandwidth for more and different types of stress that we can handle better, if that makes sense. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. changing what you do um, from a self-care perspective can actually help that um you know, be established. Like, for example, yin yoga, like I wouldn't normally do. So I used to do yoga, then I stopped, and then I have started again, and then I stopped. And so, but you know what, if, when you're in tune with your body, now I feel like I've got actually tight ligaments and stuff from running. Now I go, okay, you know what, I really feel like I need to be grounded and do some slow yoga so that I can lengthen my cartilage, uh, just so I can rest a bit more because I've been on the go. So changing it up uh, might actually Mm. be more effective than constantly always just going on ropes and doing the same things. Oh, I go have a facial once a month and I go have a massage every three weeks and I go have Reiki every month and blah, blah, blah. You know how you can get into a pattern and it's like Mm. we're starting to do that without thinking.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that is one of the things I've changed up is um, because I was in pain all the time. I started doing yoga rather than, going to do another cardio class Mm. and trying to basically it's so it's funny because it's almost we do call it that running woman syndrome but Mm. even at the gym sometimes you find that you just want to and um run it out yes but sometimes i think and as our body's aging that's telling us to actually we've got to slow down
1: yeah
0: and even going to the gym you're kind of running to a class and you're kind of exhausted before you get there, and you feel mm. obviously great after you've done it, but sometimes a slow workout or the yin yoga is um, much more beneficial at the time.
1: At the time, So yeah. I,
0: think, I think that's what the privilege of um, getting older and it's putting that mature head on old um, yeah. older shoulders, and yeah. um, we wise up to what makes us happy and what makes us feel good.
1: And you do start to have a bit more time, I think, as you get older because obviously your kids are off your hands. You're not sort of on that hands-on phase. So use that time wisely to invest in yourself so that you have um, like that emotional bank account is getting topped up all the time so that when you do get depleted from, you know, just life, stuff happens, elderly parents or things happen at work, that you have something to draw on because if you're always drawing out of an empty bank account, <laughs> it's going to leave you feeling really yeah. <laughs> bad.
0: Yeah. We've got to replenish our own cups before yeah. we can help others, as we were saying. So, yeah.
1: I uh, find too, so you know, lastly, I, w- I was just going to say about with you doing your self-care practices, whatever you decide to do, you know, do something on a daily basis, do a little bit more on a weekly basis and then something bigger on a monthly basis. So that's usually when I would do my facials and massage and blah, blah, blah. But then also yeah. I find it's really valuable to every quarter have some time out and that's usually away from the house. I mean, obviously in the last two years, we haven't been able to do that, but normal in normal times moving forward, Having some time away from your normal environment, whether that's a, a time out with the girlfriends and you go away for a weekend or even a day, so that you've got a bigger chunk of time that you're really just chilling. You have to chill out. You can't, you know, just yeah. fit in little things of housework, and then you know the half year and the yearly things, and they might look completely different, but it's important to do that.
0: Yeah, sometimes I find just um, I really enjoy going to lunch on my own. Mm. (laughs) Here I thought here I thought I was a um, people's person. Sometimes I'm like, go away! I just want to be by myself. Yeah, and it's just quite quite nice. Yeah, just to I think it's because when we do what we do, we we're constantly consulting people, and we're constantly giving them advice, and sometimes we just want to be in the still the stillness of being an observer for a change i think mm-hmm. what do you think on that
1: yeah i so i'm a little bit different from you so this is the thing you got to think about your personality so i'm an introvert although at work i have to, i'm constantly talking to people all day i'm talking 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 because same as you you know you're consulting or you're giving advice and da da, da. so when i finish work Every night I need some time to get to have not talking. So that's my balancer kind of thing. So I will easily go off to the cafe in the weekend and sit there by myself and I'll just read a magazine as in flick through a magazine. I'm not really reading it (laughs) because for me Hmm. that's relaxed time because I don't have to be thinking about anything and my brain's having a break <laughs> otherwise i will be like oh i'm researching or i'm catching up with new journal information on products yeah. and anti-aging stuff no we're
0: exactly alike that way um mm. and i'm wondering now whether i am a extrovert yeah. maybe i am an introvert and every other thing i'm an extrovert but sometimes i just can't wait to get away from people and i've yeah. got that real happy side to me you know where i just love you know, I remember saying to a girlfriend, we, we went boating and we came across um, a beautiful island in the Haraki Gulf and I and there was this little cabin on it and I wanted to go and explore it and they're laughing at me and I said, just leave me here for a month. Okay. After a month, come and pick me up because then I want to go back into the city and yeah. blah, blah, blah and have lunches and meet people. But yes. even a month on my own would be wonderful. Mm. So I think, um, I don't know, or maybe I... I I'm just, I just know what I need to do. It's just yeah. that whole balance and that yep. circle of life now that, and um, as I say, I'm, I'm really lucky that I, I love living on my own. Mm. And I wonder if I could, I could ever live with someone else, to be honest. Mm. And um, my son asked if he could move back home, and i kind of like pulled a face. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, Mum? And I was, <laughs> Oh, no, of course you can. And then I like, mm. <laughs> but then I'll go, But they're my little homing pigeons. They live within walking distance. So it's really nice. Mm. We have this um, great relationship that we catch up all the time,
1: yeah, but on Um, your terms. But I know,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah, I just, um, yeah, but I I think it is because we see people all day,
1: yeah. I, I do think it is that it's a big part of it. So, if your job, if you're listening, is Uh, interacting with people a lot of the time or managing people then you do need to have a little bit of time out for for just you being on your own and then maybe being with you know your peers and all that kind of jazz so changing it up depending on what your work is makes a big difference because that's a big chunk of your life
0: (laughs) oh it certainly is Mm. Um, but it it is great mixing with people when they come but it's a big relief when they go
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, and it's all about balance, isn't it? Like there's never a perfect balance, so that's never going to happen. So you just got to balance it out, you know, whatever your work looks like. So some people are like data data input and that's more introvert stuff because you're on your own. So therefore you need for balance to be more, you know, meeting people for lunch and catching up Mm. after dinner and all that kind of stuff. Whereas when you're talking with lots of people or managing stuff, all these things coming up at work where you're managing things and there's chaos and stuff stuff, then then it's a little bit of like maybe you need some more quiet time just on your own or with peers or you know, you just gotta mm. balance it. And what else would you call your normal everyday self-care? Um Everyday self-care. So always exercise. I get up in the morning. I like to have my own headspace. So I will do meditation and I journal and I usually listen to something inspirational because you know what? No matter how positive you are, um, I've always got to get a bit juiced up or <laughs> need some positivity <laughs> injected. <laughs> um, exercise for me is always, I, I prefer to go outside. I will do it indoors if I, can, if I have to, but yeah, outside, fresh air, in nature, um, and then I will do my monthly stuff. So facials, massage. I like to get my nails painted every now and then. Um, see, I use gardening, so gardening, Yeah. you know, just taking my time sometimes with chores can be, you know, pottering around, like nice. faffing in the garden.
0: Think, um, most women love all that girly stuff yeah and as I say the girly stuff might be just walking up the road in your sweatpants and having a coffee by yourself yep and reading the paper exactly um that's part of the self-care isn't it
1: yeah I do Uh, go I do go and have Reiki and um healing and and I'm in a woman's circle so I have a lot of um support stuff happening so that I'm in an environment that's safe to share stuff that I might have challenges on. So I think that's really important, especially from menopause on, well at any time, but when you're going through changes that, you know, potentially we haven't talked about because our our mums didn't go through that or didn't talk about it. Um, And they may not be around to ask. So you know, I think that's really important to just navigate that times because everyone's got a different perspective and you can take on the ones that you think will help you and disregard the rest.
0: Um, and speaking of which, you know, like going back to that kind of um, pelvic floor area, mm. that we were talking about this the other week because it came up at your seminar, didn't it? That, yeah. Um, especially our mothers would never have talked about that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and I'm actually think I'm going to um, include a lot of the um, pelvic floor kind of advice and therapies through my practice because it's coming up more and more that, mm. as I say, it was never dealt with when we when we had children, and um, even going through menopause with the with the hormones, it weakens that pelvic floor area. Yeah. And um, there's, that can be part of the self-care, I think, is kind of is knowing what, what exercises or what um, procedures you need to do to look after yourself in that area as well. Yeah. Day, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Because, <laughs> you know what, at the end of the day, and I say this quite often to my clients but also to myself, what do you want to be doing in the next 10 years so you know as human beings I think we find it hard to go when I'm 80 I want to do this because we can't conceptually well I know I can't think about oh what am I doing will I be hiking up some mountain kind of thing but I can think in 10 years time I'm going to be 60 whatever 66 okay what do I want to do well I'm not going to be ready for retirement so I'll probably still be you know, doing this, this, and this. I potentially might not be running, but I might start hiking. Okay, so what do I need to do? I need a lot of strength for that because you're climbing over boulders and da-da-da. Who do I need to hang out with? So then I'm a bit more focused with exercises that I need to do so that I can do that, basically, and it may change, who knows. But the pelvic floor comes into that because you think, well, I don't want to be wetting my pants, <laughs> literally. Well, exactly, exactly. When, when I and go to lift on something and go oopsie, or you go to run and go oh, I can't run because I actually wet my pants. Mm.
0: So this could be a whole new subject that we talk about, that what we mm. can do. Mm. So, well, maybe we'll just touch on it now and move on, and um, and bring it back because I'm sure there's going to be so many people that um want a bit of help there yeah i'm sure i'm sure men's parts must go a little bit weak too
1: yeah i think they just don't have that same pressure that we have because if you do you know vaginal birthing there's just if you think there's a child
0: that's gone through there well their um urethra is it is it urethra i think it's urethra yeah is so much longer than ours ours are shorter Mm. so straight away we've got um less you know we've got a couple of inches where the leakage can happen whereas they've yep. got yeah, they've got
1: how long as uh, they hope
0: six inches <laughs> <laughs> also you think too
1: as women get older you know there's more issues with um you know the actual uterus and so some women get endometriosis and some me- women have prolapsed uteruses or Mm. prolapse bladders or have a hysterectomy and then have a prolapse bladder all those kind of things impact that pelvic floor region and then let's talk about this
0: another day yeah eh?
1: to support it so it's a
0: huge topic on aging and (laughs) having Um, healthy aging but i i I think it even that's a bit of a cringe subject because maybe we bring on the as i say the old jj Mm. and um what, what can go on there and what, what we can advise clients to help that.
1: Yep, definitely, definitely. Okay,
0: well, let's move, move on from that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think we've covered most of the things for self-care.
0: Do lots of masks at home. Um, Anything else? Oh, the only thing, other thing I was thinking of is, um, again, I've kind of talked about it before, but I started to have um, a whole lot of um, allergies what, what i thought was allergies going through perimenopause but it was i'd also had a lot of stress so i couldn't work it out and then um so i did have to adapt my diet mm. i found that all of a sudden where i thought dairy wasn't that good for me or wheat wasn't that good for me or sugar it almost got to the stage that i was having um anaphylactic kind of reactions like my throat started to swell up and stuff and i was going through severe stress at the time my girlfriend had been Diagnosed with terminal cancer, and then um, I lost her. And suddenly, when later on I looked back and I realized that kind of analyzed myself as a client because, as I say before, it's very hard to do that when you're going through the storm. And I realized that, oh, what's happening, of course, through all these precursors is my body is stimulating too much histamine. Yeah. So I had to not only – you could buy um, a natural supplement. Um, what's it called? You'll probably think of the name. Q cardin or something, which is oh, – um, Present, yeah. And so I start taking that to natural antihistamine. It will start lowering my histamine and avoiding different foods like avocados and tomatoes, spinach, that have high histamine levels. Oh, the inf- so the inflammatory foods. Yeah, so that was
1: a good self-care tip. You um, know, um, on that quercetin topic, just as, as a side note, the um, protandem synergizer, which is called NRF1, that's the kind of genetic pathway that it, it turns on in your body, actually gets your body to make its own quercetin, which in turn reduces histamine levels at ah, a much higher yeah. rate. Yeah. So just as a side note if you know that you have high histamine so like for me I have a lot of food allergies too so I I typically in my bloods will have higher levels of histamines always doesn't mean I'm am having a reaction but so if that's you anyone out there um then reach out to either of us and we can put you on to as a natural product but that's what it does is it's it
0: amazing help. yeah um because we're not really aware like i guess we should explain and again it might be a a whole room for a whole another podcast but our body naturally produces it Mm. but when you have a reaction to something your body produces too much
1: too much yeah Yeah.
0: so and so what it's all about balance and sometimes um as again it, it might be a physical reaction might be because of what we're putting into our body um, or it might be stressed that all of a sudden that everything gets out of balance. So I think that it, it's a big one, that it's very hard for someone to diagnose on yeah. someone else because you kind of think, oh, I wonder what's going on, you know. If mm. you look at analyze, a, do a consultation on a client, there's so many things. Yeah. And it was just um, all of a sudden I had this moment where I thought, wow, and that's actually must be true to so many of my clients. And, and I was... I've obviously got that anyway, being a post asthmatic, you know, you've got that kind of allergy thing going on, much more sensitive, always will feel or smell something before someone else does. So, um, yeah, people have got to watch their histamine levels. That's, that's, that's a, um,
1: and that's another reason why self care, why self care is important on a daily basis, because it's kind of, so self-care or any kind of heart energy where you're getting your cortisol levels down because cortisol will trigger the heightened histamines. So it's looking at what's causing it. But when when you do a lot of self-care, you're a lot more aware of when you're starting to get, I might call it, out of control. You know, So when you're starting to feel more and more anxious or more and more rushed or more and more, you haven't got time for yourself or the things you want to do, then it's time to keep stepping it back and slow things down and do more self-care. You're not doing enough for whatever's going on right then. So that's also going back to that change thing. So stress, for example, is something that comes and goes and it's going to be like that in life forever. It's just a fact. So we need to build I don't want to use the word resilience to it, but we want to increase our bandwidth so that we can cope with more. And one of the massive big strategies that the human body has as a human, we have that physical, but then also that mental and emotional wind back that happens with self-care that we can then cope with more.
0: And do you think if you were more inclined to anxiety, um, if you've got high levels of anxiety histamine you must have more anxiety and
1: depression yeah there is a link i don't know the percentage of um that correlation but it's definitely um been shown in studies and if i was to look at myself <laughs> so i have a higher histamine and then i did have postnatal depression and i did have you know i will get anxiety attacks in my 40s i used to get that so there is really? yeah yeah and it's just, so that's why I do a lot of meditation because I know for me, if I don't slow down and do the breathing, I can hype myself into that negative side of the spin-off kind of thing. But there are definitely links.
0: I know also that um, with, I was just thinking, um, the essential fatty acids, that's linked to depression and anxiety if you've got low levels of that as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so i've just found a really good vegan one mm. um so i would recommend that people would look onto that because our levels deplete when we go through any hormonal changes and, yeah. and um yeah any stress it depletes kind of correct i guess that's what we sh- anything really so that's another thing is is there's no you know there, a big reason why we need to lower our stress is because it chews into our nutrition. Yes. It's kind of like if you think of the analogy of putting alcohol in with all this beautiful nutrition, you almost it's you know a waste of time, even though it's obviously better than eating junk food with alcohol. Yeah. But the say you know, stress comes along and just kind of evaporates it all away. So you need to have twice as much of um nutrition and epas and all um, all that beautiful stuff even if you're on a mental level if you're not looking after your mental health yeah it's like i use the car analogy all the
1: time because you can kind of relate if you've got like this amazing sports car which might be your body (laughs) if you if you look after it and eat well and all that jazz but um and you've got high octane fuel and you put You in the car and you put your foot to the metal and you just burn it, and your your car is capable of doing that. So you go really fast. What happens? You get more toxic waste. It does that big puff of smoke out the back, and it burns through fuel quicker because you Yeah. So exactly the same thing happens in your body. If you're going to go up. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to burn through your nutrients quicker which is making energy you're going to get more waste that your body naturally produces like lactic acid and and just carbon Mm. monoxide and all those things that we just goes into the tissue yep Yep. so and
0: if you put the air conditioning on yes you're burning it you're burning it through faster as well so that's almost like you're um you know you're doing sports or something
1: yeah so unless you have time to, you know, refuel, check the water and the oil and the, all that after burning it out, <laughs> doing burnouts on the donuts in the street, <laughs> you got to just, you know, just do some TLC and give it some love and, you know, grease everything, make sure it's just tickety-boo. Yep. We're going to do the same for us. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Um. Well. Any questions, give us a, yeah, I think that's about it. Just
0: do some self-care. Exactly. So, yeah, um, um, be, you know, be sure to kind of get in contact and even if you just want some tips. And in the meantime, enjoy International Women's Day. Yes. Do something, make a note of it, do something today to look after you. And, and hey, if we've got any male listeners out there that, you know, We'll, we'll make a day for you. I'm sure there's an International Men's Day as I well. It there must
1: be, yeah. Yeah, and men need to do self-care too, just on their note. Yeah, exactly. All right. Mm. All right. Until next week. Yes, see you then. And there we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron on all things living well, being healthy, and having gorgeous skin so you can thrive and live
0: with vitality. Follow the podcast on this platform If you enjoyed the episode and want to hear more, you'll be notified when we upload new episodes.
1: If you loved what you heard, share and follow us on our platforms and drop us a note on what you'd like to hear more of. Until next week.